So hello and welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. I think this will be what episode 135 or something. We've got to be in that ballpark <laughs> somewhere like that, but feels um, like man, I think we're up. This is probably pretty close to the four year mark now. I think uh, June, July. I met twenty eighteen because um, not to give away the password, but it's getting eighteen at the end, so <laughs> that's how I know the year um, for all the accounts. But um, it's been a been a few weeks, mate. Aye, aye, we're definitely going to, need to be a bit more. We, we had to be run there, we were going to go and then no one. Aye, I think since the turn of the year, we've definitely struggled to be as consistent as we've been before on, because mm-hmm. up until aye, turn of the year time, we were hitting it every two weeks, but we'll get back to it. Aye. You know what I mean? Like, life, such yes. is life, isn't it? Um, but uh, aye, the, the last few weeks have been fucking mental for you. And, and yes, aye, so. aye, full house rewire. In and out of houses, I staying with folks and going back into like work sites and stuff like that. So I, it's just not being possible. You know what I mean? Like I think That's we had it, we had one lined up and then we had a you had a suspected gas leak here as well. So I think like fates have been kind of right. like conspiring against us a wee bit in certain Aye, respects. You know what right. I mean? Like, Came running that Sunday and it was like fucking seen for some sort of fucking New York crime story or something like that. It was just <laughs> always fire engines, ambulances everywhere, and the electricity like pure. What the fuck's going on? But I. They thought that there was a gas leak somewhere, so they had to shut off the power. Fun times, but anyway, it's been a while and we're just going to do a catch-up, just me and you. I think the last, I checked the YouTube, the last time we did this was in like February. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot's fucking happened since then. No big time, man. But like... um, the last couple of weeks, America's just, I don't know, man. Like, it, it feels yeah. like, it feels like a, it genuinely is a fucking storyline in a TV program, but um, it, it feels... I don't know, man. It's hard, though. I had a moment last week where I was kind of like, I had to like shake my head a wee bit and go, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a wee bit shit. <clears throat> and all this stuff that's going on in the world might have something to do Definitely. with it. Definitely. I mean, the Roe versus Wade thing, it's an absolute catastrophe for women's rights in America. I think it's, you know, the first time in the country's history where a, a right that had been won or rights that had been won have been repealed. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the land of the free, you know, repealing people's rights doesn't really sort of chime with that particularly well. But this has been a, you know, five-decade crusade by the Christian fundamentalist right in America. And I actually had, like, a real sort of moment of anger where I re- responded to, like, a Biden tweet, which, again, I would never normally do mm-hmm. on Twitter. It was getting it all fucking platitudes and stuff like that. And you're like, guy... Your party has been on notice for 50 fucking years here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've learned from other political situations in the past that appeasement doesn't work. And, like, this is what the Democrats have spent the last half a century doing is like going, you know, for a wee bit nicer to them, maybe they'll be good guys. And every inch that they've given the Republicans, the Republicans have taken a mile. And it doesn't look as though this is going to be the end yet. You know, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, who in his ruling suggested that not just same-sex marriage, but the right to even be in a same-sex relationship Aye. should now be looked at. Yep. Um, abortion should mean that, you know, the ability to provide contraception should now be looked at as well, you know. It's, um, I, it's frightening. I mean, one of the other things I've seen as well, which is equally as frightening, is that a very similar approach to how the Christian sort of right in America has approached, um, you know, abortion rights and stuff like that. 
is now starting to be mirrored by the sort of Trumpist QAnon nutters in terms of how federal elections are managed. So, you know, at a grassroots level in America, it doesn't take a lot to get made a comptroller or, you know, a very a low-level election monitor or... And what they're doing is they're using, mobilising their base mm. to win these really, like, clerical elections through the, the, the lower sort of hangies. Right. And the hope that they can then shape and change the direction of future elections. Really? Aye, because when Trump said they lost the election, there was no evidence of that. But now these people are thinking to themselves, well, if we are the cogs and wheels in this electoral process, uh -huh. in the same way that the Christian right elected school boards, they elected local circuit judges, this was like the campaign was to start at the grassroots level win the local elections that you can win, right. pack these courts, pack these sort of offices with your guys, and then move to the next level and date again, right. and move to the next level and date again, until you've eventually got a Trump in the Oval Office and a Supreme Court majority. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are playing the long game. And now, particularly the guy, you know, Faye, uh, like Aitken, 4chan, the Watkins, Ron Watkins guy that we've been talking about, who, uh -huh. for all intents and purposes, is Q now. He wasn't always, but he is now, and there's loads of ways that they can actually like verifiably prove um, that that's the case. Uh -huh. um, but he's like run recently in Nevada, which up until like two elections ago in America was not an important electoral state. It's been one of the places where the cries for like you know stop the steal were the loudest. Um, and at the lower levels, these places are now starting to be like heavily infiltrated by QAnon promoting Republican nutjobs who essentially want to act as sleepers who are in place that the next time an election looks like it's going to go tits up, Aye. they can basically step in and meddle with it. Aye. The Supreme Court have also said that there's like future rulings on the ticket about how involved the federal government can get in each state's elections. So at both ends of that spectrum now, we've got people coming up through the grassroots who are trying to infiltrate the electoral system to influence it in America, who are now also being protected from above by the Supreme Court, who are saying, well, can states, they definitely tell it, you know, these are asking questions that are essentially going to allow them to rig I mean, future elections. See, to be perfectly honest, I mean, we've spoke about this before, um, about how redundant the actual presidency is in America. And that, to me, if if they're going to go down the, the route of saying that the federal government and the federal authorities can get involved in local things, then they're going to do a sort of like... They're basically, they're breaking up their country. Well, I mean, I, th I think for a number of them that has always been, you know, something that they want to consider. That right. I don't know that <clears throat> what we're looking at now in terms of the, the makeup of, like, America if there is, like, a cohesive like, full country there at the minute, you know what I mean? Like, and I think as these laws and whatever start to separate, you're already seeing sort of mere democratic-leaning states saying, you know, like California this week passed, you know, basic income legislation, so it did along with, you know, places in Wales and stuff like that. Um, yep, and but they're also passing legislation that nullifies any, like, potential threat to women and or doctors who uh -huh. perform abortions down the line. So they're indemnifying and sort of codifying, you know, abortion and reproductive yeah. rights in their sort of state's constitutions. So there is like a real, like massive dichotomy, uh -huh. but I think 
the biggest and sort of saddest part for me was that some Democrats in America only realised they were in an ideological war this week when it's been rolling for 50 years. Like, these guys play the long game. It's the same as the, the conservative nutters in this country that have been steering, you know, using newspapers and, you know, media to steer us towards Brexit for 40 years. Like, these cunts are playing the long game and, like, being nice to them, like, the, the shit show that's in Westminster now, like, Keir Starmer and, you know, David Lammy, Lisa Nandy, who in the last week or so have really just cemented how little I want today with any sort of current incarnation of the Labour Party, even though I still f sort of fervently believe in the Labour movement, you know what I mean? Look, Aye. You know, they uh -huh. won't represent who they're intended to represent, and they're too busy trying to think, well, to be the party of government, we need to behave in, uh, to a certain degree like these guys. And you're like, no, you... You need to go out and fucking beat them. Aye. Like well, you need to realize that these guys are not looking to play nice with you. These guys are not looking to negotiate. The same as in America, these guys are at war, and you are playing like daft political games around the Scots trying to win seats back. The, like get the fuck after them. The right, you know what I mean, like, the right of uh, the Western world seem to have managed to create a broad church, a different even class. If you take class. You know, get working class Tories mm -hmm. in areas where they never really existed Shilton. through the votes, the voting system. If you, if you look Even at in it, Glasgow, they've managed to somehow manage to create a broader spectrum of people that support them. Whereas the Democrats and Labour at the same time, and, and it's stuck the parallels between Clinton and Blair, and then mm -hmm. um, Biden and Starmer. Sanders and uh, Corbyn. Mm -hmm. It's so strange the fucking similarities between the Aye. two parties, but they are now alienating the people that would vote them into power. And it comes down to exactly what you were saying there. They rejected Corbyn. Well, England rejected Corbyn based on bad information that was coming out in the press, but they decided as a party to get somebody more electable in Keir Starmer. And I think in this world of complete polarization at everybody yep. the center is not electable anymore so not they're the they're fighting a battle that start that happened in the late 90s early 2000s Aye. and unfortunately these absolute fuck nuggets are four five six steps ahead of them Aye. because they're fucking the younger guys the guys that are in the sort of background no in positions mm -hmm. like fucking mp or but the guys that are sitting in the background like these dominant cummins type people are coming out a university they know exactly what the fuck's going on when it comes to the internet, when it comes to how to actually sway influence in society yeah. nowadays. And they're using it for fucking terrible fucking ends. Yeah. And that's kind of like where we're at. Like the 8chan stuff, that's another example. I'm, I'm equally, I'm not equally, but I'm both horrified and impressed by that because ultimately they're winning a war that is happening and yeah. we don't even fucking, we're not even aware that it's going on. It's and happening online, like, you know what I mean? I know we talk about, like, how identity politics has replaced class, but, like, I don't know, again, guys like Dan McGarvin that kind of, like, blur the lines and, and talk more about class than we're used to in sort of, you know, modern-day parlance. But, like, I think we need to be aware of the identity politics right now because people are out there fighting an ideological war against actual, like, human rights. You know what I mean? And... There's actual like black and white evidence that the people who are doing this are saying the gays are next, then the trans, and you know who on so on and so forth. We're seeing it here. We had um, Anna 
Cowan in recently where we spoke largely about, you know, safety at gigs, but we also discussed, you know, back off, who last week were invited by the First Minister to a summit at Holyrood. Um, I think this is an issue where I'm really glad to see guys like Monica Lennon standing with, um, you know, the Greens, and there's an actual like, cross-party consensus here that the intimidation and sort of harassment of women seeking reproductive health care in Scotland has to stop. Um, it's a shame that it's maybe taken something like Roe versus Wade to get the shot in the arm that it's needed, but I think I'm I'm encouraged by the reaction that I've seen take here at least. I'm I'm encouraged. I I'm I'm encouraged by the reaction that we're seeing by the politicians and sort of like cross party <clears> in <throat> Scotland. What I'm no particularly enthusiastic about are these fucking guys that are outside the Sandyford. Yeah, it's like the, this. Unfortunately, this decision in America, same as Trump, same as Farage, they embolden. Yeah. These ideas are there. Like they're no they're sitting in the shadows at every yeah. sort of country, aren't they? But these people feel emboldened by the fact that they're starting to get influence in what is, you know, the biggest fucking superpower still. Do you know what I mean? It's it's horrifying, man. I can't get my head around it. I mean, you're already starting to see I don't know, <laughs> there's a part of me that's sort of like you need to take these things with a pinch of salt, but people on Twitter being like, here's a 10-year-old rape victim that's been told that she needs to just basically yeah. go on with being pregnant. Absolutely. And then when you look into the comments, it's guys being like, uh, "How we need to look at a society, like, I had genuinely seen this reply, we need to look at the society that produces a 10-year-old that can reproduce, we need to look at the soy, the amount of soy in and it's just like, Fuck these me. terrible fucking uh, conspiracy theories, he actually said, uh, Toothpaste and milk are calcifying or 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 like fucking organs and that means that she's further ahead and it's like mate, see when you look at the origins of these fucking like Aye, let's ideas, the soy boy that, park it and ask the question, why is anybody having sexual interactions with a ten year old? Well, you know what I mean? That, like, that, that is a hundred percent. A hundred percent it's like well and then obviously the rational people out there were coming out and going, you know, that the average time that a female starts their menstruation is between 9 and 13. So okay. 10, 11's right in the middle of the average. So that is kind yeah. of the average as well. Mm -hmm. But it's the, it, it comes back to like what we're talking about in sort of identity politics, this this culture war. When you look at what this guy's talking about, this, this conspiracy theory that they're putting too much soy in our food because they're trying to feminize men. Right. I mean, and, and the um, calcifying... This soy boy the, shit. The... the the pineal gland so that humans can thrive and it's just unfounded bullshit. Yeah. And you even see, I've seen it in my Instagram feed, i seen somebody uh, do a podcast with a guy, I'll no name names, but the guy was saying, the title of the podcast was How to Fix Men's Mental Health and the, the, the clip that was on Instagram was, we're living in a testosterone-less environment, look at Harry Styles. And they're trying, it's basically like homophobia. The lad for... One Direction, aye, aye, and they're like, look the way he's prancing about. He was at Ibrox recently, aye. And you're like, right, well, because well, he cuts a bit on stage in like a skirt and, and stuff. And like it's that. like we love men are lacking this testosterone, and if you look at time, um, the men that exist in 2022 have less testosterone in their bloodstream as the men that existed in the 80s, right? So this was the point, and okay. you're like, right, so let's look at. We have a lot less cocaine as well. Manual jobs. Like, it, it, we, we no longer do physically tasking work yeah. as just standard. Might that have something to do with it? Why? What? So what this guy's saying is, like, 
basically we all just need to go and get testosterone Aye. replacement or whatever. But then you're like, what about Prince in the 80s, mate? So you're talking about look at popular culture as a way to be like, men's mental health is fucked because we're feminized popular culture. And you're like, Freddie Mercury, Rob Halford, all these gay David guys. Bowie? Like, David Bowie. David Bowie. They were all like heralded as like pure, the, the top of masculinity at the time. And even this, though they were extremely effeminate and a lot of their... And gay. Aye, and well, and so you're wanting to be like, it's a weird sort of like homophobic <clears throat> trope that's starting to come back in where it's like, men need to be mere men. And it's like, I don't, it's not that simple. How can mate, you like, be mere manly than fucking another dude? Well, we can, <laughs> is we can, there anything more manly mate, than that? Mate, I bet you Harry Styles has been... I must had, have stole that for somewhere because there's no way I come up with that on Maybe. Um, <laughs> but Harry Styles has probably had fucking more sexual interaction with a woman than this guy could even dream oh, of fuck. in Aye. his fucking life. And he's sitting there, the guy's like a fucking 55-year-old guy. No offence to him, but you're like, mate, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Like, you're basically... It, he's got a wee filtering system and went... Men are struggling with mental health. We'll just ignore all of this other shit that we can actually do something mm -hmm. about, such as like purpose, work, community, all of the things that we yep. talk about in this podcast and go, no, do you know what it is? We're too feminine. Yeah. Fuck off, man. But it, again, well, coming off the point of like, these conspiracy theories are all like floating about and they're mobilizing them and yeah. they're, they're using them as a way because people are like, I'd, I, you know, like we're talking about... Um, how they're getting working class people to reject working classness and move away from that sort of idea of collective, how do we fix this? And, and they're actually taking this right-wing approach of like, if I focus on me, mm -hmm. and it's been perpetuated through these things, like oh, 4chan, 8chan, Jordan Peterson, podcast, Joe Rogan, they're all part of it, man. Yeah. And, and it's like fucking you just do you, there, you stay true, you stay like, no. But that's it where it started in like 2014, 2015, and then you, people are talking about like, what's wrong with platforming these ideas on a podcast that gets a hundred million downloads? You're like, this is what's wrong with where we're at really? right now. Now we're Stupid actually people listen to. Now we've actually got people out there that are out there going, we're going to ban gay sex, not even gay marriage. Yeah, or we're going to ban being gay. That's the end goal, yeah. and that's where platforming these terrible ideas without somebody at the other side of the table who's critical unbiased and probably educated on it yep challenging these ideas they just go up like the, the soy boy idea of being yep. like i ah, you know completely unchallenged these, do you know why gay gayness and transness and queerness is on this upward turn because everybody's drinking soy milk it's getting nothing to do with the fact that as a society we've progressed to a point where people can actually feel comfortable in their own skin and then verbalize and express that in whatever way they see fat. 100%. Right. Mate. And it's that's just weakness. That's no strength. No, I, no, no taking exactly. all the myriad of forces around you and actually like learning who you are and being so confident in who you are that you can be who you are under any circumstance in any scenario. That's that's not strength, by the way. 100%. <laughs> you know I mean? the, the complete opposite. But complete opposite. To, to come back to the sort of like, that we're, we're, <clears throat> we're talking about the sort of road versus way and it's almost like the right versus like progressive like ideals and so the main thing they've done and in, in that like broad church that you're talking about all these different niches all these different sort of pockets of conspiracy theories and you know groups with you know very sort of specific linear sort of agendas like the one thing they have in common is that they have all agreed on who they hate and that's mm. what is the the sort of thing that bonds them together is that they all hate the you know, liberal leftist, you know what I mean? 
you and I, for whatever, like, we've never done anything remotely like that. You know what I mean? Like, I joined a union, you know what I mean, the other week there, which mm-hmm. was cool, especially considering they are now the first call centre to have voted in favour of strike action in the UK ever. So Amazing. Uh, interesting times ahead at, at the new job. Um, but I, we all are going, well, these guys on the right, oh, well, we hate the racists and we hate the transphobes and the homophobes and we're treating them all as like inward attention on how to deal with them is divided, whereas everybody in these individual sort of polarised groups facing us are all like leftist cunts. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like they have one singular focus and it doesn't matter what people like us are into or trying to do, they want to defeat it just on the back basis that it's us now. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. And they look at everything in that us versus they in lens, whereas... We're out here still trying to be nuanced, still trying to be fair, still trying to like give people, you know, chances to explain and justify themselves. And all the time we're doing that, they are just wrecking the system behind us. You know what I mean? Like we're, you know, they're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a there's an honesty to um the the left that isn't there with the right, such as like um I went to see uh the Blind Boy Live with Darren McGarvey and Blind Boy, Aye. it was a great night and it, obviously like the fucking, you know, Darren's amazing, but so is, so is uh, Blind Boy. Of course. But he was talking yeah. about how they, they start, and he was talking about the sort of podcast scene and how it's actually been quite problematic, but they start with these sort of like, they, they hook you in with these sort of like moderate ideals, such as like, here, I'll help you, you know, like you're desperate. Here's some good ideas and and they speak a lot of truth in this regard yeah and they help a lot of people but then you get fucking 12 youtube videos down the line and they're being like it's all the woman's fault do you know what i mean and, yeah and you get there where finally you get to it and it's almost like the fucking lobster or the whatever in the fucking pot of boiling hot water yeah you, once you're in once you're starting to be like all oh, right i like this then the identity starts to come into it and you you don't really, they don't, oh, like, I, this is the way that I found it myself, but, and other people as well, observing it, they don't, they don't like to question it, because that would mean that they're wrong, mm-hmm. so then they just start to, like, and even, we've had mates, fuck's sake, that, like, we've had pals where you're sitting there going, where the fuck have you came up with that, and Aye. then they eventually are like, oh, well, I watched this video, and you're like, I, right, so now you're just repeating somebody else's idea as like how you believe. It's I, I like sometimes it can just happen back since. Well, I, 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 I know we spoke about it half Mike uh, in previous weeks, and it was about the time where I caught YouTube trying to fucking radicalize me because I watched some reviews of like some Star Wars content. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. this started it with, um, I think it was like the the Halo TV series, right? I'd seen people going ape shit about it. I've never been into Halo, but my favourite pastime on YouTube became watching like middle-aged men cry about sci-fi because it's hilarious and over the top, even though sometimes I was like, do you know what? They're, what they're saying about narrative, what they're saying about lore or whatever it is, has, and I understand why, but at the same time, it's dialed up to like a really extreme and really like sort of toxic and negative degree in a lot of these videos. And like a lot of them are playing characters, but I found a lot of it quite funny. And then I came across a couple of, because I'd watched that type of content, the algorithm fed me, another couple of, you know, guys, and again, grown-ass men who are sitting reviewing, like, Ms. Marvel and being like, this is fucking pish because blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, this is pish because it's made for teenage girls and you're a fucking 50-year-old man. Like, mm-hmm. it's no for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right to, like, set a couple out. So I was quite conscious of that. But then 
it was, you know, the sneering tone about why, oh, she's a Muslim superhero, or, you know, there very quickly became a, oh, you know, the, the guy, the critical drinker, Scottish guy, is a, a, an author, and he refers to, like, you know, woman leads as strong female character, you know, so it never, never uses, like, like, in Star Wars, he'll never use Ray's name, so if a woman's the lead, it's strong female, and it's, again, partially a bit of a joke, but at the same time, there is a really sort of sneering tone towards the current trends and, like, diversity at things like Marvel and MCU. Mm -hmm. It got a bit tiresome. It was a bit like, okay, like, this meant for being quite funny and, you know, playing on the edge lord shit to, like, you know, you're realising that these guys are releasing 20 videos a week all with the same tone and content, all with the same sneers uh -huh. at people's sexuality, people's race, people's gender, religion, and how these are being introduced, even though these ideas that have been introduced in these shows and movies are comic book accurate. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. They're not just being crowbarred in for the sake of it. The source material that they come from includes all this stuff. But then, having watched a few, again, I'm starting to see, like, my feed kind of, like, start to change a wee bit, and it, it started becoming Jordan Peterson and, you know, one of them, i actually seen somebody, it must be happening to other people, because I've seen somebody post this exact video that popped up in my feed a while ago, and it was, why were the Nazis so stylish? And you're like, hold on a minute, I've went for like, why do we need Muslim superheroes to like, why were the Nazis so stylish in like a matter of fucking like weeks on my, you know, just the recommend. And I'm like, I'm trying to trace back, where did this like negative thread come in? Where did I start? Uh -huh. Where was I most conscious of these ideas starting to like percolate? And it was with these grown men these, who these were sci like reviewing. Sci-fi really, which is ultimately I, predominantly men. You know what I mean? Like, there, there is 100% not the same sort of massive divide between... But these are guys that complain about the diversity in Star Trek. And you're like, look back to, like, the days of William Shatner. There was a white guy, Asian guy, black woman. Like, there was... Like, Star Trek is about... It was people are different. diverse. Ah, exactly. People are different races. And interracial kiss on screen. Exactly. And, you know um, what I mean? Like, and uh -huh. So, these guys are like, oh, fucking... Uh, the last of discovery, black female space Jesus is what she gets referred to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you get that, and I was like, do you know what? You this, get the tone. This is maybe know how they've intended it, because as I say, a lot of them are playing characters and they're getting monetized. You know, people are engaging with the content. That's not necessarily their fault. Aye. They're not actually trying to like say we should so respect either. the Nazis, but like the algorithm pushed my what I was viewing online in a very specific direction 100%. very quickly. You I know don't what I mean? think like, even some of the like earlier i referred to a podcast where i was talking about this guy talk, you know i don't think the guy that is hosting that podcast and even the guy that's saying mm -hmm. this fucking stupid thing because if the thing that he said before it which i forgot to mention was we need to, first of all this is the this is the easiest way for a man to fix his mental health stop talking and get do some shit get into action and i was like <laughs> okay mate Actually, the other way about it. <laughs> like, stop distracting yourself and actually talk to somebody. Talk to somebody first and, and then maybe put some shit. What you're saying is kind of true, but it's like, see, if you don't like your life, maybe you need to change it. Yeah. I, I get that, but see the pure, we need to stop talking. I was just like, but anyway, I don't think either of the two of them, they, they're coming, the intents, like, good. Yeah. They're like fucking, the podcast was called How We Fix Men's Mental Health, right? Yeah. So the intent of these people are good. And like you're saying, 
the 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 subtlety to like these YouTube channels, the guys aren't they meaning it, right? But they are getting dragged in to like this sort of um twenty five to fifty five year old white straight male. This is a demographic mm-hmm. where the algorithm has a fucking big problem. I think the problem is is that the incentive is terrible. The two incentives are how much time are they spending looking at this shit? We need to get them to look at it more because then the biggest incentive is how do we sell them stuff? This is how the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook algorithms have been set up to work to maximize profit. I think what Google, Facebook, Alphabet, whoever, Amazon, what they need to do is, is they need to be looking at it like how if somebody is sitting constantly watching Peterson, Shapiro, like, how do we get them another perspective? Yeah. Like, maybe maybe you should try this. Maybe As a certain level of content that should trigger the algorithm pushing you something else. To something else, just to balance out the, what you're consuming. Because, mm-hmm. like you're saying, these guys will be like, I, I mean, do you not think it's funny that Disney are, are making uh, The Little Mermaid black? That's like, I, I think that's strange. Do you think that's strange? Mm-hmm. And, and then the wee guys going away going like, getting fucking raging about it and going aye. like, aye, wait a well, minute. hold on. The Little Mermaid was written by Hans Christian Andersen, who was fucking Danish, and like, was there any black people in Denmark at that time? No, there wasn't. And you're like, you're like fuck up. You're like, aye, that's right. But cool. see, see this version Lover. that we're putting out? It's getting released in 2022. Yep. Well, there are hundreds of millions of black people in Europe. Yep. So we're trying to get them representation because we know how that impacts people's mental health. No, but that's taken <clears> away from our represent. No, but it's no, because... You're still represented. The, the, all the top actors on the you planet are all still fucking white. <laughs> Do you know Aye. what I mean? Look at the, the the whole Johnny Depp thing. We've never had as many eyes on something because mm-hmm. people are so interested in that because he's a he's a superstar. And that's definitely something I want to talk about. And as he's well straight white male. For fuck's sake. Consequences to the what went on there too. But I, when I caught myself in that sort of moment, I'm like, hold on a minute, am I getting fucking like radicalized here? Do you know when it was? It was, and it's very similar when you talk about like the Little Mermaid and like the kind of fucking noise that comes off the back of those types of things now. Is that uh, I was sitting talking to somebody about Lord of the Rings, right? Now I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies. I've never read. I've studied English. Never read any of the books. Right. right? I'm not a pure Lord of the Rings super fan. So you're not a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've touched a woman before and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but. I was having this conversation and somebody's oh, this new thing's coming out and it's like going to be like a Lord of the Rings prequel and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, aye. But, you know, it, it's a, an allegory, Lord of the Rings an allegory for English history, you know, for the Arthur mythologies and Merlins and Gan. You know, it's like a, a retelling of that English mythos, right? I'm going, right, the, where are black dwarfs coming from? You know what I mean? And, you know, the big thing about the, you know, the lassie who plays the black dwarf doesn't have a beard and they're going, it's not even going to be like, you know, accurate to, they're, they're going to use the, the Tolkien stuff and bastardize it to make a modern day sort of political point. And I was like, right, I kind of get that, you know, purists maybe want, you know, it to be accurate to the source material, but the source material for this series is actually just like a collection of notes. It's not even a book. It's no, it's literally like scribblings that Tolkien made 
while he was writing like the Hobbit and the other Lord of the Rings. Right. And it's just rough ideas and shit that never made it into his books that they're now going to take and like riff off it. Right. So there's no actual lore. There's no right. need for accuracy. It can be whatever the fuck it wants to be because it was never anything in the first place. You know what I mean? But I actually heard myself going to somebody. I mean, I think this is one of the situations where maybe this like diversity thing's got a wee bit silly because you know they're making a point of putting you know queers and gender and all this you know people who are very sort of visible representations of the the various identities that set these sort of people off uh-huh. um and as it came out my mouth i was like i've just like verbatim like spouted something that's came from one of these videos that i was watching I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Lord of the Rings. I don't give a fuck what colour the skin a dwarf has got. Like, I don't actually care whether or no the female in it has got a beard or no. Like, but then I just went straight in and I was like, hold on a minute. Like, and when I thought back, I was like, actually like trace back to where that thought has came from. And now I'm like, time to maybe unfollow some of these accounts. <laughs> you know Aye, what I mean? For like, sure, mate. I mean, I, I, I did a whole not, what, not interested, not interested mm-hmm. on YouTube because I was getting pushed some fucking you're just like i'm get absolutely no interest in what fucking david goggins has got to talk about life the guy tried today fucking ten thousand chin-ups in a day and totally wrecked his fucking body like i don't care what he's got to say on nah. it. it's all just pure you know get up and you need to go and you need a hustle and it's like do you know what mate like i i really don't like no. <laughs> I, I, re- I really don't man i'm actually happy you know living an average life like this pure push for exceptionalism and mm-hmm. this idea that you know everybody needs to be a one percenter if we all get that then we're all got if you're going to be part of a hundred percenter like what the fuck is <laughs> going on with this shit but it's all pure it's it's all like weirdly intertwined like everything we just spoke about we it just is. jumped for like thinky thing there like but the, the they are actually all very intertwined with each other and i think this is what the scary thing is is that we don't really know the outcomes like you couldn't have predicted where we were going to be you know five six years ago so, um, yeah. I, this, I don't, I mean, we, we actually did an episode when Trump got in where you were talking me through, look, here's what they're planning today. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much all just kind of unfolded. They'll try to get their feet in Aye. under the table, every sort of layer. And unfortunately, if it seems the fucking, uh, the unwashed idiots that are sitting on 4chan are now trying to get there. You know, and so that was one I seen yesterday as well, which is the most frightening part of it is this infiltration of the electoral system that we spoke about previously. Like Google like Wyoming debate night or like Republican debate night or on Twitter and actually like watch some of the videos. The one it was like Liz Cheney and it was like Liz Cheney who you know is not the world's like nicest person, but she's standing with like literal seven morons and the question's gonna annoying. Do you think the election was stole? Yes, 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 Liz Cheney, no, yes, yes, yes. Would you impeach Biden? Yes, 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 Liz Cheney, no, yes, yes. So, like, you know, even the Republicans now are facing, like, challenges from fucking nutters. So they've created their own monster in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. And this is where these guys are going to start to get in. But I, the, the other one that kind of, again, riffs off a, you know, how some of this is all connected but has you know wider complications and issues after it was the depth thing because i read a thing this morning uh, on twitter a thread about marilyn manson and uh, rachel evans wood uh-huh. and how after johnny depp's court success court success um marilyn manson is now going to 
sue Rachel Evans Wood for mm-hmm. defamation in the exact same way, even though she has got like, I mean, she made a documentary. She's got that much evidence against him. He's uh-huh. admitted to this, this stuff in like autobiographies. So what he's hoping to achieve here, I've got absolutely no idea. Um, well, Mar- Marilyn Manson <clears throat> is surrounded by the likes of Kanye. Like these people are fuck. These people have lost it. Hi. Like I-, I seen this chain. I seen this this thread, and it and uh, about the Marilyn Manson thing. And, and I realised that him and Johnny Depp collect Nazi memorabilia together. That's stuff. That's the the two of them are BFFs, and that's their past. A lot of them do that. I mean, uh, Lemmy Chemistor, he was a big Nazi paraphernalia collector. There's there is a subculture of people that do. Yeah. Um, I just always think of the Father Ted thing where he pans around and he's in and he's just like, uh, okay. I think, um, but um, the Marilyn Manson thing, like, I I genuinely don't see that getting the same like same sort of traction. The thing about the Johnny Depp. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with it um, because Amber Heard is clearly mentally unwell. Yeah. she. I mean, they had psychiatrists and they're just like, they this both is borderline, but he's an addict. Mm-hmm. And no offense to anybody who has been an addict, but as we know, like they're professional liars and he's an actor. Yep. So you've got to doubt quite a lot, but in saying that, he clearly was the victim of domestic abuse, but I, I think that he's probably clearly been an abuser as well. Absolutely. I think, so, that, and given that she won in the UK and he won his version of the case in America, probably shows you that... The UK one's going to get brought up because the guy that was the judge basically said to Johnny Depp, because you're an alcoholic drug addict, I'm going to throw all your evidence out. And so there's like a sort of thing here where they're like, can he do that? And I think right. he used a Sun article as like evidence and you're like, what the yeah. fuck? So the right, the, it's funny to, to, to sort of like try and watch this, like unfurl, because people were talking about it like it was old generation's OJ. And I was like, the fuck, man? Like, this is wild. Like, tick the, the, the degree to which TikTok was involved in that court case for me was fucking terrifying. Aye. Because people all in the world, millions upon millions of people, are making decisions about this case based on 20 seconds of footage. And when particularly Johnny Depp's lawyers caught wind of this, they turned it into a fucking circus because they knew that funny or witty clips or we asides or, you know, the objection, objection, then like, you're going to object this time? Yeah, I'm going to object this time. You know, all that kind of shtick uh-huh. was trending like day in, day out. And it has forced, I think, on a lot of senses, forced people to re-engage with, like, Depp's celebrity. And, like, we've all done it, you know, people who forgive things like Michael Jackson and his, you know, sort of behaviour towards children, whatever that, the truth of that was. But people turned a blind eye to that because they loved his music. Savile, people turned a blind eye to him because of his celebrity, his fundraising, like, you know, even like me, I've got a fucking picture of, you know, Elvis up in my front room. Talking a little bit there about how he married Priscilla Presley when she was fourteen years old. Aye, you know what I mean. He also had a karate dojo in his basement where he used to take her and beat the shit out. Ah, her, exactly. So like so, practice his karate on her. You know, celebrity for whatever reason, you know, has the potential to blind us all. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And I think that was something that swung Johnny Depp's case way more than probably any of the evidence that was hanging because this wasn't like a court victory because it was a court victory but this was a huge victory in terms of public opinion like he went from being the alky addict who beats his girlfriend to being 
the vindicated victim who, you know, has been had his day in court and proven that he was an, you know, the Aye. good guy and what like as you say, I'm not convinced that he is the good guy. Nah, neither neither you know am I, mean? I neither am I. I think that um, I think he is now emboldened guys like Marlon Manson, who definitely is not the fucking 100%, good guy. One hundred percent. A hundred percent. To now take with the you. same type of action and take somebody like Rachel Evanswood who he groomed for eighteen years old, who he mutilated her, he physically, verbally abused her, threatened to kill her, you know, murdered effigies there in his music videos, you know, allegedly, you know, raped her in front of like an entire camera crew for a music video. Like this guy is not the fucking good no. guy, and we need to make sure that the shit that Depp and his team pulled during that trial isn't utilized again. A hundred percent agree with you. I don't think it will be. Mm. Um, I think there's too much evidence of this. I would hope so. Um, I don't think there's any evidence that she abused him in any way, but unfortunately no. for the last he heard, this is defamation. Was, um, mm. Loads of fucking recordings of her basically being like so water punched in the face and, and chopped his fucking finger off at one point Aye. in time. I, I don't, I've seen quite a lot of um, women saying that this Johnny Depp victory means that vict female victims of domestic abuse are less likely to come forward. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I don't know. I think somebody in a position saying that obviously must have the like the empirical evidence to back that up. And there's a part of me that says, aye, it makes sense. But there was also a time before it all kind of went TikTok and got mental where I was like, I thought for a, there was a brief moment, I think it's really important that um, a man with the type of public figure that he is can come out and be like, I've been a victim of domestic abuse. Now, as I say, I don't know where my feelings have landed on it now because it got so messy and complicated. I'm not even sure if I even want to have any sort of thoughts or feelings on it, but at the same time, there was a moment where you were like, well, this is actually quite important. I think so too. And and the other thing other than the TikTok side of it was is that there was a lot of people that watched every fucking minute of that case. Aye. Every word that I think was that's spoken, where the OG thing came for. Um, and there was a couple of YouTube channels that popped because it was there was one that was like, she was a lawyer, so she was breaking everything down into sort of layman's terms, or this is what they're going to do next, and blah, blah, blah. And almost everybody <laughs> that did that came away being like, I think the right decision's been made. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I think, like, for her, basically like i think what happened after the relationship was he lost pirates of the caribbean but she kept like the aquaman, um, aquaman and, stuff like and, and stuff like that and then she was coming out basically saying i was abused i think it had to happen because i think they had to be like wait a minute like she's she's trying to create her own narrative of what went on and then mm -hmm. when you actually look underneath the surface and you read it you're kind of like i think he was abused but i also think he's abused her. It's two damaged people Aye abusing each other i don't think anybody's been on the moral high ground no, in this case that's but in the, pretty much larger where i've landed where in I the think. marilyn manson one it's a different case, I, I, I genuinely think if he comes out and we do this do the same sort of thing again everybody go on and watch every fucking minute of that and and just be like fuck him because mm -hmm. he's out now doing sunday service with fuck he's on netflix for fuck's sake with fucking can you and you're like what the fuck like he's on like a pure positive pr campaign um, but I did sort of think, is this where sort of is this where we're going with like law, the court of public if opinion? If you've got enough money, you can. Because I mean, even don't you where Depp's team decided to try the case, they deliberately picked a state that 
automatically live streams all court proceedings. Like so, they part of their tactics was to pick a state Get him in front that of the did camera. not necessarily relate to where they lived, where anything happened, or you know where the, anybody was looking to settle down and start a new life. What they picked the state because that particular state live streams all its court proceedings. So. Aye, this is the type of thing where enough money, and it's always been the case in America, where enough money, you can buy yourself justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we need to make sure that that is not going to be repeated again and again because, as I say, that case and its verdict are imperfect, like, but it has emboldened an actual fucking like, self-admitted rapist to now be like, well, do you know what? I'm going to traumatise my victim even more. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to... He's going to pick somewhere... We're a state that live streams all that stuff. It's all about re-traumatizing her in the hope that she backs off. But mm. this lassie has had laws changed at a federal level to change the statute of limitations. She's come out and actively addressed and sort of, you know, like campaigned for other people not to go through what she's went through. And I think even doing things like, you know, even like the character she plays in Westworld, like, you know, particularly in season one, like the character of Dolores is a literal fuck toy that people pay money to kill every single day. You know what I mean? Like, and right. for her to then go through the process of, like, the, the character becoming, like, self-aware and, and realising and, you know, becoming sentient, you know, there are lots of ways, but it, they really, like, lean into the fact that this is, like, somebody who has been in an abusive relationship or been traumatised by, you know, sexual violence, Aye. coming out of that and actually realizing that they're both mayor or that they deserve justice and all these other things you know what i mean like so even in her work this is like a really central part of who she is and what she's putting out there so i think if he thinks he's going to bring her up in court and traumatize her you know i don't think she'd be looking forward to it but he's, i don't think he's going to beat her either all these all these mad weirdos mate they're all doing what trump trump kind of <laughs> did or leaning and like i was just thinking they're did he go to jail or anything? Like, I mean, he's, did he? Did he date? I don't think he did. Manson? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think so. Right, so he's... Because every time anybody's called him on it, he's been, oh, no, it was just art. I'm just, I just say people, oh, it's part, you know, right. the character that I play. Like, I don't know if I've obviously never actually oh. raped anybody, never no. killed. There's like 15 to 20 women making allegations against but he's never done any of that stuff I in mean, real Ar life. Ke Ar know? Kelly's just went to jail. I mean, that's, that's been... 30-something year. Uh, but that's been like fucking 25 years in the making, like yep. that case. So maybe we'll hopefully get to see him um, uh, get his uh, just desserts but all of these people are leaning into Christianity and none of them fucking believe in it man no. it's all just like a pure they're, they're basically trying to whitewash themselves they're being like oh you know look at me I'm faith based and all fuck off like get yourself to fuck that's what Trump's done Trump's managed to convince a massive section of America that somehow he's a fucking Christian aye guy step foot in a fucking chapel he'd probably burst into flames aye man you know what I mean fucking what? crazy um, back to the sort of uh, electability of the Labour Party. Um, Mick Lynch has been a fucking <laughs> revelation. Yeah, in this the last is couple of weeks. We are now officially the Mick Lynch CSC. Um, <laughs> aye. aye, it's been brilliant. I, I, what I've loved most about it as well is you know as the RMT. Like my my dad, you know, worked at the Cali. Grew up. My dad was at the RMT back in the right, day. Okay, and. Part of being out the house during the rewire was actually that I stayed with my man dad for a couple of days, slap bang in the middle of the rail strike. Right. So it was interesting to sit and, you know, talk to my dad about the days when, you know, fair enough, they used, there was one time they told me they, they went on strike for like 50p's worth of pay. Like they were 50p short on their wages and everybody down tools, you know. So it wasn't always necessarily 
the good fight they were fighting, you know what I mean? What? But that's not the case here, and I think... I, I, I had somebody tell me not so long ago that they worked in the Cali, and, like, the union, the guys that were on the tools, but in the union, like, high up in the union, would be sitting in the office drinking whiskey. And Aye, <laughs> definitely. I think that will have been the case in a lot of places as well, you know what I mean? Everywhere develops a hierarchy, but I think, you know, we've been conditioned since... You know, sort of Thatcher times. Different in America, unions and mobs came up together. You know what I mean? Like, so America has a very different outlook to unionization. That is starting to change. You're starting to see like Amazon in these places start to like vote to unionize. You know, we had like uh, the Apple store in Buchanan Street, Glasgow store, uh, first Apple store to unionize anywhere, um, which was pretty cool. Not cool. surprising that. It's Glasgow that it happens. Um, Aye, but man. we've been conditioned to like look down on those and sneer at unions. And I think we've seen a lot of that in the coverage where people are like, oh, the disruption is like, meant to be disruptive. This Aye, is meant that's the this point. Is explicitly <laughs> designed to inconvenience you, like, so that you and the people around you take another look at how valuable our service Aye, is. Engage in the like, issue. Exactly. So having Mick Lynch go in question time, go in. Piers Morgan, and just be calm, just be collective and collected, and just be right. They didn't know it. No fucking one knew how to deal with it, and it was beautiful. So it was like, and I think it, the the K Bubbly stuff. What, what are you going to uh, stop people crossing the picket line? Uh, we're going to ask them not to cross the picket line. And what if they then cross the picket line? Then they, then they cross the picket line. Uh, they're free to do so. What will you? What, but what will you do? What, what do you mean? What will we do? <laughs> like you know what I mean that just like he knew that she was like we want you to imply that you will be violent like the miners were or but no they weren't because again we've watched the what was it called the BBC ITV drama recently Sherwood uh-huh well, was really interesting sleeper agents and the and, and the miners uh-huh. communities and there was another sort of real life story after the fact that kind of tied in with it. So mm-hmm. um, if anybody's looking for something along those lines to watch, I would highly recommend Sherwood. That was another one that I watched in Amanda's when I was there. Um, but I, to actually see a high sort of union figure getting the type of platform and airtime that Mick Lynch has got has been somewhat a novelty in this country. Like, And yeah, just the way he conducted himself shows exactly why you know, the, just the level of fucking just bullshit we deal with for other politicians and how easily and, you know, how easily dealt with they actually are if you just refuse to accept the premise of what they're talking about. Don't play them at, at the game that they're trying to get you to play. Yep. Like, call it, like, call it the game that they're playing. Like, what he did with Pierce Morgan where he was just like, what are you getting at? And he's like, like I'm, not, I'm not getting at anything. And Aye. it's like, no, but, no, but you are. You're wanting this guy, somehow the narrative that you're going to try and paint here is that this guy's got a cartoon character terrorist as his fucking profile picture on Facebook. Identical to him. Because he looks like him. You're wanting to insinuate that somehow he's a radical. (laughs) Like he's He's a Bond villain. Like a violent radical who's in, by, I think the way that he did it was beautiful because by just simply realizing what's being ha- what's happening here being that step ahead of pierce morgan which isn't fucking hard no can't imagine it would be and just being like what is it that you're trying to get at and then he's like i'm not trying to get at anything then 
the person that's watching that's like, I know what he's trying to get at. We all know what we all know what Kay Burley was trying to get at. We all know what Piers Morgan was trying to get at. But what Mick Lynch has shown is is that they're shite bags. Is that they don't actually have the stones to come out and ask the questions that they want to ask. No conviction. Because absolutely zero they conviction. They want you to be so offended by the implication that you lose your shit and make a dick of yourself on TVs. And then they can go, like they would they tried and love was why why are you getting so defensive? And he's like, dude, yeah, look, anything less than just absolutely chill with what's happening here right now. You know uh, what I mean? Like, I'm just asking it's just like, you know, you're, you're getting off the defensive. And you're like, like in what sense? Like, you know, there's that deliberate like, sort of poking and prodding that's going on that isn't related to the issue. I mean, even said to that guy, Morgan, dude, we've spoke for like four minutes now about a national rail crisis and the entire time you've been talking to me about a Facebook profile picture. What is your point? And he just had nothing. You know what I mean? Same way... Newsnight, you've got Kirsty Walk there who I still have, you know, a, a good level of respect for as as a journalist. And the Tory's talking and he's just going, That's a lie. You're a liar. And she's going, Mick, wrap it. And you're it, like, no. He's what? like, right, okay, no worries. And then the Tory goes on with his next line and he's like, pure, so that is a lie, and you are a liar. I well, I mean, I'm not uh, but but that's a lie. Uh -huh. And it just was like, You're lying, that's a lie. And the guy just was like in total meltdown, had no idea. And I mean, he wasn't being, didn't he raise his voice, wasn't he getting aggressive or confrontational? Just literally simply saying to him, you are a liar. And this guy just folded. And like they all did, every single one of them. And I'm like, this guy is now the blueprint for how these conversations need to be had in the public domain. Because like so many people have gone, you know, watching the news, because my dad, Right, he's 75 years old. He watches the 20-minute news like five times a day. He watches it when he gets up in the morning, the mid-morning bulletin, lunchtime, dinner time, uh -huh. evening, and then before bed. And it's the same 20 minutes of news he watches like seven times a day. Uh -huh. The amount of times they cut to like, the railway. So we have cut to Queen Street Station where a reporter is here in an empty Queen Street. But Queen Street isn't empty. Queen Street has got people who, even though they have been told the entire trains are on nationwide strike, have still showed up to the train station expecting to be able to get a train. And then are the ones that are on the news being, I mean, I've got work to go to and like I've got this bit. A lot of tourists. Yes, I was looking to go to Inverness today, but I'll just go and get the bus. And you're like, okay. Simple solution there. I, like, so there was a, like, I'm like, who are these people who are showing up to train stations that only like there to join the picket line? Like when you know there's a national rail strike. Like, I, I, I didn't get that for, but the the bot meters, mate. One like, of the things I was proud of was when they went to Buchanan Street bus station, and pretty much the only time I seen anybody say, "No, no, we're we're we with the RMT, we get it." Like pain conditions and stuff like that was in Glasgow. We can street bus station every time we've got a vox pop for a railway station particularly in england anywhere in the country oh hate it terrible i'm like then they're get reporters at every train station in the country and they've not not at any point in the day on any channel found anybody that was like no solidarity with these guys you know I, what i mean they like, would be qualifying them then, before they fucking put them in front this of is it I'm not but sure then what. you cut to glasgow and they're in buchanan street expecting the same thing and people in glasgow were like mm, shit happens, Aye, man. you know what i mean like, it's like like you like people like that now your dad has got the the trump for that media conditioning that you're talking about 
like four times a day, same message. The inconvenience, these people are selfish. The average train drivers in 50 grand a year, which isn't true. Um, all of this stuff. It's not even about train drivers. It's train drivers who are strengthened to secure the paying conditions of the people that clean the trains. And uh -huh. you know what I mean? Like this is an act of solidarity. Exactly. At that level, you know what I, I mean? Like, I, well, the, the conditioning of that sort of narrative, but media-based narrative, where they just keep telling people, yeah, like that's not going to get your dad. But if it, other issues, it will. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't have the real life experience to be like, I've been there, I've done that, I've seen this before. One of the things we had to stop talking about was like Jeremy Corbyn, because I was watching... And a guy who very recently I actually had a level of praise for on the show because of the way he went after the Tories. But now I'm like, fuck this guy, like David Lammy, who is, you know, shadow employment secretary or whatever it is, went on BBC News and explained why it was wrong for members of the Labour Party to actually stand on the picket with the guys in the Labour movement and actually show solidarity. And like, that can go and take a fuck to ah, itself. Like, right. The Labour Party exists as the political wing of the labor movement and they should fucking do well to remember that um but i like there are things like corbyn and that where i was like we're just i'm going to go for a smoke and like we're just going to move on for this you know what i mean right. and it was that narrative that you're talking about you know what i mean the, this you know kremlin linked socialist you know, like dude he's he's a wee old guy with a fucking allotment who just wanted like wayne's to have food like some of the fuck done. Ah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, it's crazy. I actually started to see that. Um, I seen that last night where some tweet appeared that get a hun on whatever K fucking likes where it was like, you know, my Russian girlfriends starting to hear murmurs coming out of Russia that Nicholas Sturgeon's in the pocket of the Kremlin. No, I... And you're like, right, so we can see where the independence, like the the they, they hit us with the EU they can't hit us with the currency because yeah. the pound's worth a fucking absolute fuck all now, so probably be better off with the fucking euro. Can't hit us with, you know, this, that, and the next thing. So what they're going to do is, is they're going to go down the route of discrediting the people at the yeah. head of the independence movement. If you thought the last no campaign was negative and project fair, uh, you've got nothing on what's coming this time round because they have no legitimate arguments left. The, the legitimate arguments are the things that were closest to a legitimate argument like EU membership and so on and so forth and the time since then have all evaporated that I'm hoping to keep my powder dry wee bit with this independence referendum because you know we do want to get into it nearer the time and we will have you know plans to speak to people and stuff like that about it but I'm I'm wary of the noise the new and, and I think I'm wholeheartedly for independence at this point like we are we've never been in mere need and no being attached to this right-wing england that's not going to change anytime soon because the opposition are telling us they want to be like the tories you know what i mean like that's what we're hearing for lammy and you know lisa and who's you know the mp for wherever the fuck in england telling the scottish people what they should and shouldn't they want like go fuck yourself you don't speak for us like i agree Mind your own fucking business and stay in your own lane. Beat the Tories first and then we'll be interested in what you might have to say. Aye, Until such times, shut the fuck up. Like, Aye, nobody's mate. asking you. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to spend the next 18 months thinking and talking like that. Aye, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, 100%. Like, I want there to be, I want this to be part of like a positive conversation 
that is constructive as we always have tried to be in like political terms we've had guys for the SNP at various levels we've had guys for the Greens at various levels we've had guys for the Labour Party in Scotland and beyond at various levels that like, we've always tried to give everybody their fair crack the only people who have never been welcome and never will be welcome are fucking Tories and that will as far as I'm concerned be the case until 100%. The day we don't do this anymore. You Aye, know what 100%. I, mean, like, I just echo everything that you've said, but we're at the hour, mate. Um, so, I will we wrap up there. It was good to, to get back in again. Um, I think maybe in times where we're struggling to you know get in the same place at the same time, we maybe start using the audio a wee bit more where we can jump on a Zoom call and like, bash one out and stuff like that and try and be a wee bit more flexible in that respect. Like, I think, you know, we've talked about maybe needing a wee bit of a sort of reboot or a re-evaluation of where we are, you know, we're taking time to get me in a new job and for you to start up, you know, your businesses and stuff like that. I think the, I'd like to see maybe the video side of things become uh, like a one month, once a month thing that really is worth people sitting down and watching the video, maybe making mere use of just audio stuff. Mm -hmm. Potentially, I'd, I'd love to start doing maybe some of these catch-ups uh, with other mates, maybe on like live streams and stuff like that where Aye, 100% you know, we can do that no and we need to start thinking about things like Patreon and whatever else and putting exclusive content one thing I've noticed in the time that we've you know been a wee bit fluctuated this sort of last six months is that there's like two three hundred people that are ways no matter Aye, what every episode but we know maybe like 30 or 40 of them through like social media and stuff like that and um I'd probably like to find ways to start engaging with that two, three hundred more than trying to put content out for people that aren't engaging with it. You know what I mean? Like, so I think in the coming sort of weeks and months, we need to start having a bit of a conversation about how we start to, you know, bring folk in and give them a say. Loads of, loads of you will know that when you reach out to us by ideas, if we like them, we've, we've had loads of episodes that have come for the people that actually they engage with us. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd like to start like exploring that a wee bit more down the line as definitely, well definitely man definitely i um we can definitely look at anything man i'm up, I'm up for anything that, that makes us more regular and i've never really thought about maybe you sorting the mic because i've got subscriptions to online virtual studios that we could use and, mm -hmm. and all sorts of shit so i absolutely i've never thought about that and it's like i i if it's an evening during the week obviously it's a lot handier to just jump on a call for an hour than it is taking fucking I think so many people i watch on youtube and twitch now like unedited vods and stuff like that are becoming such a big thing where people are just like let's go on a call with day an hour with day tours and we just put it out there and people just go with it you know what i mean like so i'd like to start experimenting a bit but we've got all this available to us and i think there's a lot it we can use to like maybe mix it up and do some new stuff that will hopefully bring a wee bit more Aye. like chat back for the other end you know what i mean definitely what? mate definitely well i well i'm sure i'm i'm off on holiday for two weeks a week monday so i'm sure we'll be back in a couple of weeks anyway Aye. we'll get something sorted and outstanding 